Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. On this episode, I'm joined by Mark Olson of Crumwitty Home Pros. As a member of the Leap Customer Advisory Board, Mark shares valuable industry insights, market trends, and product feedback. Today, we sit down to discuss the trendy consulting space. With so many companies looking for help with various aspects of their business, such as an inexperience in a specific field, or desire to increase performance, Mark talks about the pros and cons, what to look for, and how to find the best one. He'll share his advice from the right questions to ask, the difference between consulting organizations versus solo consultants, and where he sees companies not happy or not having success. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Tom, what's going on? Hey, man, good, good. Hey, uh, I, I, I love to start these off by first just understanding, uh, you know, how did you get started in the industry? Where, where was that for you? What got you into this? Well, I don't think I had a choice. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I went to college uh, so I didn't have to roof. You know, it was a roofing company uh, for about uh, 68 years. Uh, growing up on the flat roof, hot tar, all that misery. Uh, I thought my future was that, knowing my father owned the company. So I, I, I really didn't want to do that. But then when you graduate at the recession, you can't find a job for construction management. Uh, my dad was so excited to have me back on the road. <laughs> that was basically the only job I could find. Uh, but from there, realizing, you know, uh, his, his current company, um, just where it was at, uh, phones naturally ringing, you know, I, I started understanding more that this could be a career move and run it like a business. Uh, and for our conversation today is, is one of those uh, industry organizations that I joined that, that really flipped our books and created processes and procedure uh, that really took us off uh, to get me to where I am today. So uh, I love this industry. There's a lot of money to be made in this industry, but it's also a lot of headaches and growth and uh, learning from mistakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into this. Uh, first, tell, give us or tell us a little more about you know what the company does today. So, Crumweedy Home Pros is a third generation family owned business that specializes in roofing, windows, and siding. Uh, we just launched our sister company called Redo Cabinets by Crumweedy Home Pros. It's a cabinet refacing company, and I would say with that switch uh, was during COVID. Um, reason we did that was we're in the home, no matter what, uh, weather doesn't stop us. Margins are great. Uh, it's a very exciting, uh, process. So that's probably, I'd say 80% of our business is refacing. Um, so that's basically the route we're going. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so interesting and, uh, the ability to, to pivot and change, you know, what, what you're selling is I think harder than maybe you've uh, harder than people think. And, uh, I'd love to know what that pivot was like going from, 
you know, roofing to cabinet refacing. And I know it probably didn't happen just like that, a flip of a switch, but curious to hear how, how that transition went. Well, it was a, a long thought out process. Uh, my brother and I, my partner, Greg, uh, we've always realized in, in the Chicagoland area, roofing is just overwhelmed. Windows are extremely overwhelmed. Lead cost is just out of control. And no matter what we were selling, how high our margins were, it, it was the NSLI just wasn't balancing. We also were always, you know, how would I say held by weather, rain days, uh, cold days. And even people say, oh, you can install windows in the winter. It's like, well, yeah, you can, but not every customer wants you to be pulling windows out of their house in 20 degrees or negative 10. Yeah. And the same thing with roofing. So we really wanted to develop something where we're interior, but it's a replacement in and out within one to three days. And we were introduced to cabinets at, a, at an event, another uh, um, organization event. And, um, you know, we only pulled the trigger really because COVID, you know, we could not get in the house to do our our process. You know, we are a once to close operation. And uh, when we start seeing things really tip off, we said, you know what, let's just launch this. And just like anything, it's a headache. It, it, you're a lot of learning, production, pricing, training. Um, so we got past that headache. Uh, we're right now really cruising with it, and we see a lot of a lot of growth. Lead cost is very low, and NSLI is very high. So it, it's it's looking very very good. Uh, but the biggest hurdle I saw in sales was we go from selling a need to selling a want. And when you got uh, sales reps selling needs and you try to show them to sell want, it, it was a uh, quite the shock. So we had to basically uh, train a whole new um, side of sales reps just for this. Um, so that was a big turn um, for that. But right now, um, I wouldn't, I would never uh, do it any different. So very yeah. happy. That's interesting. Uh, now you and I had talked a little bit about what you've been seeing in the in the industry and one of the things you were pretty passionate about talking about was sort of this you know the the consulting side of the business and i know you know you've had a lot of experience with it with both good and bad uh consultants but i'd love to just hear a little bit more about uh you know your experience with that and then i think we can dive into some some more pointed uh questions well, i think you said it earlier we both agreed it's consultants um, however, I have a consultant that I've been with for over seven years that is phenomenal. And I would never leave him because of where he's helped us with our company, uh, growing the company though, I've been sold with many different consultants, whether it's, uh, in sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's call center, whether it's production, you name it, uh, the amount of money I've spent on consultants and with little return and value that I've gotten has, has really, really uh, created a bad taste in my mouth. And it's funny, you know, when I go to a lot of these uh, networking events, it's not just me. It, it's, it's crazy when I talk with these companies and the bad experiences that they're having with these consultants out there. Um, you know, the, these companies, these smaller companies are trying to find the next uh, thing, the fix to get to the next level. And um, it seems to be a problem out there. And uh, I just wanted to talk about the pros and the cons and uh, experiences I've been through. 
Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. So, uh, I guess where we'll start is, you know, why, why would a company hire a consultant? Like what, what is the value or what are you looking to solve for? Well, I was always looking for help in, in, in a part of my business. Um, you know, whether it's marketing, you know, cause marketing is a challenge. I didn't go to school for marketing. I didn't work for a company in this industry that was very good at marketing. So you find a, a consultant who's worked for a very large company or helped grow it and they go on their own to help companies, you know, so then you would find them at a networking or through word of mouth and hop with them, or you've been referred, you know, uh, well, let me back up uh, a consultant that has success you know, then you're saying, Oh, I, I want to join this consultant. I want to see what they're all about. Um, you know, people are hiring consultants because these consultants are good at selling. So you're sold by a consultant. Uh, and some people don't want to be paying these uh, monthly fees from these organizations and they'd rather just do a, a one-stop shop with a consultant. So, yeah. What I've and, seen. and yeah. And so, so why, why are companies not happy or not having success with, with some of these consultants? Well, just to be clear, I, there may be these companies who take on these consultants and don't follow through with the tools these consultants provide. That could be a big one, you know, where yeah. they realize there's big changes in their company and they don't have the time, the staff, or the effort to put through. So let me make that clear. It really has to do with you as a company. Are you going to follow through with all this? Um, me, on the other hand, if people... The people who know me, uh, I follow through 100% with this. You know, uh, you know, being at my size, uh, you spend the, you know, 10 to 20 grand on a consultant. I, I'm going to put it to work to see if it works. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do believe people uh, get are not happy with consultants because these consultants are, are a solo person, and what they do is they take on a couple clients. Then they take on four clients, five clients, six clients. And before you know it, they're so disorganized, they forgot where they left off with you or they're focused mainly on their very large client that's paying the largest portion for them. I've experienced that. And that's one thing I always ask consultants, how many clients do you have? How many clients do you want? How many can you handle? And I found that a lot of them just grow too fast and they're focusing on the people that are paying the most. And that's really when you see a very upset uh, companies. Uh, another thing is consultants that I've, I've hired are very unorganized. Again, they take on too many clients. Um, they just can't seem to juggle it all. And, and next, you know, you're, you're just sitting here and you don't know when they're going to answer the phone. I've had, I had a consultant that didn't even have their voicemail box was consistently full, consistently full. And then they wouldn't uh, respond to your text till late at night. And, you know, that's when you start getting a little, um, little worried. Um, let's see what else, uh, you know, there's consultants that have proven skills that actually work in a certain demographic and not actually proven methods. They're just fundamentals. You know, I would say marketing is different everywhere, different dem demographics. Radio may work for the East coast, but not for the Midwest, uh, and vice versa, home shows, you name it. And, I think that's another thing uh, I've noticed is uh, a consultant with proven skills. You got to be very cautious on it. Is it going to work for your demographic? Yeah. And now with, with consultants, there's, there are ones that um, there are, you know, organizations uh, that are, that act as consultants. And then there's, there's solo consultants. What's the difference between these two? Well, industry 
consultant organizations, um, I would say are basically where I get more value out of. They're going to have a much larger staff. And uh, these industry organizations um, have established industry credentials uh, using their methods. Uh, they have connections with all the vendors to recommend for tools for you to succeed. Uh, they carry different type of consultants in different aspects of your of your business. They have ongoing support and uh, they hold events to help you network in the industry and they offer on-field training and support if needed. I, f I found more success and um, how would I say, uh, uh, tools going through these organizations. Like I said earlier, um, I didn't know how to work a business. And by joining an organization, um, they really know what they're doing. They know how to look at the books, create processes, and they just have more tools. So I would say uh, those organizations are definitely um, more valuable for what you're paying. However, they're, they'll probably have higher costs, um, but they're more focused on the individual. What um, what are a couple uh, examples, or, or can you name some like uh, organizations that 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 are um, industry consultants? Like what what are a couple of them? You know, two three that are out there. Well, you have CCN Certified Contractors Network. Uh, mm -hmm. Very happy with them. Uh, still part of them. You have Grassel University. I can't say enough good stuff about uh, Dominic and Nick and what they've done for uh, my organization. Um, you have Sean Foyer, consultant. Uh, he is, I'm still with him. Uh, what he's brought to our table uh, with mindset, um, focusing on goals, uh, you name it. Just that he's the bread and butter of what I'm doing. Is that a solo consultancy or is that an, in, is that an industry? Oh, you call me. He's a solo. So we'll get to that okay. one. Yeah. Okay. Good catch there. Um, and then you got Dave Yoho Associates, you got Rodney Webb. Those are more for uh, sales. Um, let's see here. What else? I know there's quite a bit in this industry, uh, but those will be some examples of uh, yeah. industry consultants. That's great. And so you mentioned, Sean, and sort of like that solo consultancy. What are what are some of the, the pros and cons, if you will, of, of you know, working with an individual as opposed to an organization? Well, those individuals are going to specialize in a particular sector in your industry and have a narrow focus and have uh, proven history of what they've done for our current uh, business. Um, again, they have a proven uh, history in their industry. Uh, they have uh, backing to show what they've provided to a company, how they scale it, how they grow it, um, and provide those things to you. And they have an extreme passion for helping um, companies in the particular part that they're suffering in. So that's how I would identify uh, great consultants. Yeah. What are, what are some of the, the drawbacks of a, of a solo consultant? What I've seen in the past is, you know, they don't ask enough questions about your company and how you operate, you know, because they're not sure if they could plug and play their, their methods into your, into your company. I, I think they're, they're more so just to get clients and not understand if their processes and methods will work for your company in your demographic. Uh, I find a lot of them talking way more than they're listening to your pain points and understanding. Um, and the assets, like what, what are they providing to you? Are they giving you manuals, scripting, field training? And, and are these tangible assets professional or, or did they just type up a, a quick Excel formula on the airport at the airport? You know, are these manuals and scripting customizable to your company? 
you know, are they pro providing power points for training? You know, what are the assets that they're, they're giving you that you could use um, to get moving where you're trying to go? Uh, do they answer your calls? Do they text you back in a timely manner? You know, that's a big indicator that uh, where, how important you are on their, on their list. You know, I've had consultants that call me back right away, text me right away. And I've had consultants where I'm texting them. You don't, you know, I've texted you twice now. You know, I can't get a hold of you, which could be very uh, frustrating. You know, can they follow through with their agreements? You know, I've seen that a lot where you go through a, a whole set of agreements and what they're going to do. And before the end of it, uh, you've realized you haven't uh, completed all these agreements and time's up. Oh, uh, let's see here. And again, we talked about earlier, they're focused on larger companies uh, that will give them more recognition, that will get them to the next level. Uh, that could be frustrating. And I know that is happens, you know, but that's why I always say, ask them how many companies they're uh, consulting for and what are the sizes and how many can they take on? I think yeah. that's a huge, huge uh, um, thing to consider before you take someone on. <clears throat> so those are some. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, and you, you started here a little bit, but I'd like to know, like if, 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 if a contractor is listening to this and they are looking for somebody to help them with their business, what are some, what are some of the questions that they can ask or what can they look for, uh, when they're, when they're looking for a consultant, whether it be an industry or, you know, a solo consultant? I think from hiring, we're spending a lot of money hiring many consultants i think i've got it down pretty good is uh do they ask you questions and everything in your company what's your process look like you know when a lead comes into the office do you have a call center do you have a receptionist how do you qualify it how do you give it to the sales rep who manages the sales reps you know understanding the current company's process before you take them on board making sure that our process is is the process you're looking for, for you to plug and play. Um, I start asking for referrals. Now I need to speak to people. I need to speak to companies you're currently work, working with and companies that you're not working with anymore. At least three. And the big ones are how many clients do you currently have? How many clients do you currently max out at? And how big do you want to grow your business? You know, what are some answers you're looking for there? Well, how many clients do you have? If it's one person, I, I personally would like to think, like to hope it's five and under, mm -hmm. you know, that that's me. Uh, and where do they want to max out? Well, you're thinking one person, how much work can this person consultant handle uh, before they got to take on more employees, you know, uh, an admin or, you know, an assistant, something like that. Now I'm not a consultant, but five clients, maybe five to 10, you know, I'm not sure really, I guess it depends on the, uh, uh, multitasking or how many hours they put in to serve all these clients, uh, and what type of packages they're giving these clients, you know, maybe they're offering more features because this client's paying more money, you know, and they're going to have more time dedicated to the larger company or the company that's spending more money as to the smaller one. Um, and how big do they want to grow their business? Is this something that uh, they're passionate about and they want to grow their business so they need more success out of the, of the clients they're taking on? Um, finding out how long they've been doing it, I think is a good one. Uh, did they just start or they've been doing it for multiple years? Um, I think longevity is important uh, to make sure that they are established and they're in it for the long run. 
I'd like to find out what packages they offer, or is it just one thing they do, or is there a tier system? And I think what's important is what's their expectations of me and my company? You know, what's, where's our timeline here? Where are we starting and where we're, where we're going to be? And what's their expectations as well as what's mine? Um, and what happens if I'm, I'm not happy, things aren't followed through and I've done everything I can and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. What happens? Cause that means that I'm upset. What normally happens there? Like what, what's the, what, what happens? What is the natural response? I've had them some ways where there's a little bit of refunds, other ways where it's like, you know, keep working at it. You'll get it. You know, I've done everything I can, you know, <sighs> at the end of the day, it's, uh, if you got the tools and assets and you put them in the place and it didn't work, well, you tried, they tried, either they're going to give you a refund or they're going to put more, more effort into you without, uh, extra cost to get you where you need yeah. to go. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, those are some good questions. I, I believe in and take it slow. Don't hop someone on board with you immediately. Really make sure you're looking at all these sectors and, uh, the referrals. So, Again, with my experience, I wish I did slow this down. You know, I'm a very um, uh, impatient, um, constantly uh, wanting to get moving on something. So if I just slow down a little bit more, I think I'd have uh, possibly a little bit more success uh, and probably turning them down, saying, nope, this isn't a fit. You know, I, right. something doesn't feel right here. What are some of the, I mean, what for you, like what are the top two or three areas where in your business, you look for help from a consultant, whether it be an organization or a solo consultant, like what are, what are the top two or three areas that you look for help in? Well, in the past, it, it, it'll be more sales and marketing. Okay. More sales and marketing related. Um, again, I, I, I didn't go to school for the sales and marketing. So developing these processes, changing sales systems, uh, you know, that's always been a struggle is to streamline that. I think now with that all being streamlined is, is looking more uh, production, you know, a, a better way to handle the production process. Uh, I know there's someone out there right now that's that's starting that, but again, it, it, they're fairly new. So I'm going to sit back and watch and keep, keep an eye on it. But, uh, um, but again, these industry organizations, I, I'm looking more to see their production processes again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's awesome. I'd love to just transition a little bit. I mean, what are, what are you most excited about in your business? I know you ventured now into, um, you know, cabinet refacing. So is, is that what you're most excited about? Or is there something else that, that you're really excited about that you guys are doing? No, I'm thrilled about the cabinets, um, where it's taken us and where we're going to go is, is very exciting. Uh, you know, we're scaling, we're growing and, uh, everything seems to be falling, falling into place. Only thing holding us back is, uh, our state, you know, where, where's our state, you know, they, you know, shutting down or mass mandates when something else comes out, who knows that that really does, uh, um, you know, and I know everyone says, Oh, everything was booming in our Corona. Well, I don't know about, uh, our state. It, it, it really, uh, wasn't that way or what I perceived, you know, we, mm -hmm. we really, um, didn't see the, the, astronomical industry growth, uh, everyone else has. Uh, so I don't know if it's our state or, or what it is, but now we're seeing a big turnaround, especially moving the cabinet. So I'm really excited about that. Um, especially so. And where do you, where do you see in the next 
I know it's kind of hard to envision, but in the next three to five years, where do you see the business? Do you see it evolving into a much bigger uh, business around cabinet refacing, or do you think you'll add different trades, or do you kind of roll with the punches and see you know, what's working? Where do you see the business in three to five years? Well, something I, I've learned uh, throughout uh, networking and just going to events is, is having a narrow focus on one trade in the beginning. You know, have the have the main three. Like I would, I'm focusing on uh, cabinets, windows, roofing. But what's your main focus that's going to grow you? And, and that is going to be cabinets. You know, then I could bring sales teams in and just focus on cabinet training. Uh, lead costs are low. Once things really get moving, then we'll start pumping a little bit more back in the windows and roofing. But right now, cabinets are going to take us to the next level. Uh, so we'll probably in the next three years uh, hover right around 30 million. But again, it's the bottom line. You know, it. it it, I would love to be that large, but if we're not making, you know, 15 net, 10 net, you know, then you got to slow it down and, and balance everything. So, uh, but I see it at 30 million uh, cabinets and uh, windows and roofing. Those would be our main That's three. Awesome. You know, you got to have the other trades, I, I firmly believe, because you, you have customers. They purchase from you. They're happy. They're satisfied. Offering other trades keep things moving previous customers now they want windows they're going to want roofing i, I think it's very important uh, to have those uh secondary trades yeah and why do you think it is that you know customers choose to work with you like what is it about chrome that they appreciate and why do they choose to, to work with you it's a great question i think uh communication from the front end uh is very streamlined very professional from our call center uh, to, you know, update texting, to emails, to the way our sales reps uh, come to the house, how they look, how they present the company. Uh, we have uh, phenomenal accolades, what we give back to the customers, what it means to them. Uh, we try to tailor our whole focus in the house, focus on the customer. You know, we say less talking, more asking the customers. And after that, you know, how production handles it, how the operations manager, how do we order it? How do we install it? What do we look like in the house too? And are we giving them that, that treatment that we promised during the sales process? Uh, you know, with uh, right now, just using Guild Quality shows us we have a 98% satisfaction overall from all of our customers. You know, our reviews, our everything online is just customer focused, which is why we have phenomenal reviews. And I think, uh, and I know why, you know, almost 30, Five forty percent of our business is previous customers and referrals, and I think just keep moving that is, uh, you know, word of mouth, which is really helping. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, communication is a strong point. What are you guys doing in the form of how are you communicating with customers and when is it? Are you? Uh, I, I'm just curious. Like I know some companies have adopted this uh, communication strategy in between that so-called like dark period from when the job sold to the time that it's installed. And I don't know what that lead time is for cabinet refacing. Um, but I'm just curious, like what, what sort of communication plan have you put in place? That's, that's been really effective. Well, once the job is sold the very next morning before 10 AM operations manager, gives them a call, a welcome call, um, going over the contract payments, you know, asking any questions, uh, answering any questions they have. And right then and there, they schedule the remeasure, you know, immediately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our production manager gets out there within five days. And uh, during that process is, is we use uh, Hatch, which sends out a text when he's, you know, your pre-construction meeting is coming up here. Um, and then it also sends a, a, um, a calendar invite 
you know, make sure they set off that time. Production manager gets there, remeasures, again, answer questions, go over anything, um, grab a mid-payment if they're, if they're not financing. And then um, obviously he takes off. When he orders the material, they get a text, material has been ordered. And then they also get a text when material has arrived. You know, he sets the pace on, you know, how long it's usually going to take. If it goes over a certain threshold, we do give a call from um, our operations manager as well as an email and a text. Every time they call, it's an email and a text, making sure they understand we called and, and made them aware of what's going on. Usually they answer back with text. As soon as the material's in, uh, operations calls uh, to schedule their install date after a meeting with production. And then it also sends out a text in invitation and then the process of install starts. Yeah, one of the things I've seen, and I don't know if it's a trend or not, but one of the things I've seen more and more recently is is uh, folks giving like a gift to their customer post post install, like when the whole job's completed. Do you guys do you guys do anything post install once that job's completed? I mean, you you must be asking for a, a review and maybe referrals, but do you do anything else? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's creating that iron fence around that uh, customer even post uh, install. Uh, if the job, if the products are taking longer than usual, we actually send out uh, a gift with a letter oh, okay. as well. Um, you know, again, keeping them happy and letting them understand, you know, once things are ordered, it's out of our control. You know, we try our best, but you know, they get impatient, holidays coming up, they want it done. So we try to just show our appreciation for being patient when a job is completed. Uh, we use a phenomenal company and I'll, I'll name drop because they are a phenomenal company is G4 marketing and, uh, Brian Kaskvalsian, wonderful guy. Uh, we send out, um, a package, a thank you package. It's a box. You open it up. It has a whole jar of cookies with thank you everywhere and nice wrapping. And it has a, uh, a nice letter from the company. Uh, again, thanking them. It comes with a gift card, $500 off their next uh, project with us. And they could uh, hand it over to a, a neighbor or a friend or family member. Um, and then we keep them in an email campaign as well as a newsletter that comes out quarterly. Uh, the whole concept uh, with G4, again, is that iron fence. You know, I can't tell you how many times when I was selling, I go into home and someone had their windows replaced a year or two ago. And you ask them, who did your window? And they cannot even remember. I don't know. So by using these tools, consistent emails, uh, the drip email campaign, um, the newsletters, people are remembering us. We put promos on there, you know, when we're launching cabinets and then, you know, they, they remember us, they refer us, they call us back. And I think that's a very powerful thing that everyone should remember is to wrap it up at the end and uh, create that fence. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we're getting close to wrapping this up. I'd love to know when you're not working, what do you, what do you enjoy doing? What are your hobbies? What are my hobbies? That's great. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like golfing. Okay. I, I do like mountain biking. I live next to a, a really, uh, with a cool mountain bike uh, area. I love uh, cooking, grilling out. That's something I, I look forward to every summer is to get back to grilling. And uh, just like anything is uh, on weekends, going somewhere with the family, with the kids and the yeah. wife, uh, whether it's a fair festival, car show, I always look forward to some quality time. So, um, but those would probably be my most uh, favorite things to do. Awesome. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but my last question for you, you know, what advice do you have for, for contractors that are listening, uh, to this podcast, whether it be about, you know, seeking help for their business, uh, running their business more effectively, uh, you know, 
looking for technology, whatever it may be, you know, is, is there any advice that you could share with them that, uh, you know, they can take away from this? Well, I would say slow it down, interview. If it's technology, uh, obviously there's a lot of people that use Leap. I, I, what Leap has done to our company from the, the paper trail uh, to streamlining everything. And um, there's a lot of unique features on there that could really help processes. Uh, finding a process for your company before you've taken on uh, um, any of these consultants, you know, make sure you have a process down. Who answers their phones? How do you qualify? How do you hand it off? What do the sales reps do afterwards? How does the production handle things? It's very important uh, to have better success when you hire consultants. That's why I believe going to a trade organization first. I am more than happy um, to take emails or calls if people want to run by um, certain consultants. Chances are I've hired them um, and help them kind of understand my experiences or, or what I think uh, they should do. But, um, you know, again, it, it's more awareness I want to bring to everyone's attention and that you're not alone if you've had a bad experience. Um, but again, I, I've had a lot of good experiences, but more, more questionable experiences, which is why I wanted to bring that up. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Well, Mark, I really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, you know, thanks for, for joining us and sharing this uh, information with, with me and our listeners. Yeah. And one more thing, Tom, we're doing the yes. awareness thing right now with the consultants, right? Yes. Down the road, I have the next awareness. And I, I know this is also something I've talked with throughout my networking is SEO website companies. Yes. The amount of people I've talked to that have good companies, but the people that they're hopping, hopping, hopping in dissatisfaction. And I am also one of those people. So I would love to discuss that as well uh, if you'd have me back down the road. Uh, but again, it's just awareness. It's, you know, I love networking and I find all these things that uh, are very common throughout all those companies uh, that I think should be discussed. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to that. And, and uh, if you're listening to this and are interested in it, let us know. And uh, we'll start to compile uh, some thoughts around that and have you back on, Mark. That'd be great. Thanks, Tom. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leaptodigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.